from an array of top secret, highly secure locations across South Texas. This is another preseason Spurs Insider podcast. Back with your host, Mike Finger, and Express News Sports Editor, Nick Talbot, beat writers, the polarizing Jeff McDonald, and Tom Ringo Starr Orsborne. We have so much to talk about since the last time we were looking at the preseason, and I'm just going to step aside and let Jeff McDonald, who is very excited about being here and has an array, a long plethora of topics that he wants to get into. I'm just going to let him jump right well, into it well, and take you, over. You say, a, you say a preseason episode, but uh, by the time our, our uh, viewers who aren't listeners or listeners who aren't viewers are, uh, are listening and not viewing this, uh, it'll be game day. It'll be the uh-huh. start of the regular season. Uh-huh. So the preseason will be no more by then. Will because, it? because the Spurs open the regular season, the 2021-22 regular season on Wednesday evening at home against the Orlando Magic with uh, it'll be their kind of the first regular season game with the possibility of a uh, a, a big crowd since uh, you know March of 2020. So uh, okay. it's something uh, something folks are probably looking forward to. I think they'll be well well on their way to stunning the NBA. There you go. So, so what, what, where does that conversation lead us? Well, you're pulling teeth today. Last week I received a lot of, last week I received a lot of criticism from my panelists about my hosting style. So I'm just letting, I'm going to let Jeff and Tom steer the conversation this week where they want it to go. Okay. I'm liking this podcast. And do you want to know why? Because everyone, all of our listeners who aren't viewers seem to think of you as some sort of happy go lucky puppy dog. Uh, that's that's never in a bad mood. Always, I'm always positive. Always bright. Always, uh, always e- easygoing. And I'm here to tell you, folks, <laughs> this is the real Mike Finger that we, the rest of us, are are uh, overjoyed to get to deal with on a day to day basis. Not not this, not this this character he's doing for the podcast. This is this is the uh, sullen teeth pulling fella that uh, that that we uh, we've come to know and love. Here at the Spurs Insider Podcast, behind the scenes. So I'm glad everyone's getting a chance to. So you're saying the, you're saying that the real Mike Finger uh, is a good teammate, allowing his his uh, his coworkers to do what they do best, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I would, agree. I would I agree. never. I would never say the real Mike Finger is a good teammate. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I would never say that. How, how would you say the Spurs Insider? Uh, podcast chemistry compares to the chemistry of the Philadelphia 76ers. I feel like you're, you're about to go Ben Simmons on us is what I think is what I feel like is about to happen. I'm just saying y'all do your drills. I got my phone in my pocket here. I got my sweatpants and my phone in my pocket. And uh, anyway, just take over, run the show. I'll uh, watch if Mr. Simmons is stepping away now and I got to take over. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, great. The neighbors have dogs out now. That's nice. They get, they get, we get to hear some barking in the background. <laughs> Quite a few. Um, sounds like the dogs from the Christmas story. Just ready to pounce into your <laughs> kitchen. Okay. Well, look, there's some house cleaning we can take care of uh, since the last, the last podcast that we recorded. Um, the Spurs have, have opted not to extend Lonnie Walker. Anybody want to talk about that and what it means for the local cagers and Mr. Walker himself? Does it mean we're this is Lonnie Walker's last season in a Spurs uniform and they're done with him? Because it might. Did they choose not to extend him, or did maybe they couldn't work out a 
work out an agreeable. That's, that's probably uh, a better, that's probably a more uh, accurate way to describe it. That's correct. They could not come to an agreement with Lonnie Walker on a contract extension, meaning he becomes a restricted free agent going into next season. Uh, and so what does that mean for his future with the Spurs? Anybody got any thoughts on that? That debate has to come down to what you value Lonnie Walker as. And I'm sure Lonnie Walker's camp has a different valuation of him and his potential than most people do. Uh, just because if you want a big contract like DeJounte got or Derek got, Lonnie's not there yet. Um, the numbers don't prove that out. Um, he's grown in a lot of strides, but in some strides, if you look at the analytics, Spurs could throw out, well, Raptor ratings. Well, you're the 247th out of 250 eligible players in Raptor rating last year. We're not giving you $64 million. And then Lonnie's camp can go over there and point out to how, how much he's progressed. It's just, I feel like there's, he's still very polarizing in what he can do and what he can't do on the basketball court. And that can, it's going to be a hard decision on what money they're going to spend on him and what he's actually worth. I don't know what Alani Walker's worth this much. When they gave the contract to DeJounte and Derek, you felt a lot more comfortable about what you're getting, I think. Hey, Jeff, who was the last heading into the fourth-year player that the, the Spurs did not work out a deal with? Jakob Pertl. How'd that work out? Uh, he's still on the team. Um, what it what it what this tells me is that the Spurs um, value above all else their their cap flexibility going to next summer. There they don't you want, go. They don't they don't want to muck it up with with uh, extra dollars right now. There now they could get go. to the sun. They could get to the summer, and they could look around the free agent landscape, figure there's nobody else they want to sign with that cap space, or there's no one that they can sign with that cap space, and maybe that's when they start looking at Lonnie Walker. As a restricted free agent, they'll still have the right to match any outside offers for him. And so, um, I mean, I think it's kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit. And that is the difference. Um, what you do. What, see, they weren't, gonna, they weren't going to offer a deal like um, the other, like, the, you know, the, the Trey Youngs, the, those types that were getting this offseason. They weren't going to offer a deal like DeJounte or Derek got. At the same point, I mean, that was never even in question. The question was, do you do something for like two for 40 as an extension, something middling like that, which they probably could have done. But not to get too into the weeds on this, but if you do that, you're kind of like half measuring this thing, because on the one hand, that's probably something that's probably something you could have worked out next year when he's a restricted free agent. On the other, you might as well, if he doesn't work out, if he has a bad year, you can use all his money to go after a big prize next summer. So now, and not to totally say that this was a no brainer move, there's move, there's subtleties to it, but by kicking the can down the road, as Jeff says, if Lonnie has a great year, if he's an all-star, if he's just the best player on the Spurs roster. So if somebody else wants to offer him money, the Spurs have the right to match it. Like they can match whatever offer somebody wants to give Lonnie Walker next summer. So it's really not a huge risk there in that regard. If he doesn't have a big year, they're in position to clear out enough money to offer a max contract to somebody else Lonnie's year, which includes like DeAndre Ayton and people like that. Not to say they're going to get DeAndre Ayton, but this was a flexibility move more than anything. If if he wasn't going to be, if he wasn't going to get what DeJounte and Derek got, this makes a heck of a lot of sense, I think. 
Yeah, I think that cap number is like 36.5, if I'm not mistaken. So that's that's a lot of flexibility to have. I don't know if they'll, you know, land someone like DeAndre Aiden. I would assume the Suns are going to match that for any Spurs fans that are salivating out there at that contract not being uh, not being worked out. But yeah, it, it's like both of y'all said, it's very flexible at this point. And it, it's probably better for both sides that they did not work it out. It's kind of win-win in a way. Like Lonnie gets to... You know, he's going to have Lonnie Walker is going to have a probably a more enhanced role on this team than he's had on previous teams. So in theory, there's the opportunity. He has the opportunity to go out there and have a, you know, a bigger year than he's been putting up and and earn him some money. And the Spurs might be the ones to give it to him. The Spurs might not be the ones to give it to him, but they have kind of that flexibility to kind of continue to approach next off offseason in, in a multitude of ways. And I think that was the point there. All right, host, you ready to take over? You wanna you wanna go in another direction or am I in charge still? You're still in charge. Lordy. <laughs> it's uh, not easy to be my finger, is it? It's just saying it's, I yeah. Yeah. I, do, the, do the do the listeners realize how um awkward the segue is moving from topic to topic? Most weeks they don't because it's so seamless. It's, it's seamless. This week when you have a guy who thinks he knows it all trying to <laughs> go from topic to topic, you sort of notice. This, I don't want to do this. I don't know <laughs> why you're making me. Okay. Try, try your, do you have a segue? Do you have anything to promote? Anything like that? I'm trying to help no, you out. I've, I've got nothing to promote. No, no. How about, how about the Spurs nation newsletter? I think oh, yeah, we, tell I think we should the, really promote the Spurs nation newsletter. Somebody tell me about the Spurs nation newsletter and everyone should subscribe to that. And so they can read all this, uh, Greatness from Mike Finger and Jeff McDonald that will be coming in the days ahead as the Spurs start the season tomorrow, or actually today, whenever you're listening to this. Yeah, and we we were, we were told that, I didn't even do that as well as Mike did. He's usually much cleaner. So good props we were, to Mike. We were told by our uh, our producer before before we started that we should uh, solicit reviews so people should that's go on. A, to, that's a good one as well. To, to wherever they uh, get their podcasts and they can re- uh, review um, my hosting abilities. Um, People hate me anyway, so I don't know why the why why anything would change there. Um, okay, yeah. keep going. So, so yeah, keep going. That's about all I got. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> there are no other topics you wanted to discuss. <laughs> keep well, keep it keep it keep it real, everybody. <laughs> oh. I'm I'm waiting. I'm, I'm just, this is, this is, uh, this is very revealing in terms of, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't asked to do this. Why am I being asked to do this? What are your thoughts on Amino, Amino being cut, Jeff? How about we go there that we can discuss that for like two minutes. I think it was, I think as we discussed last week, it was, it was pretty obvious, you know, he was the guy that was going to go, um, just cause he doesn't have any natural fit on this roster. I mean, I think he could still be a good player in the NBA. He's only 31 is coming off some terrible, knee issues and but i mean you know when you're when you're a team like the spurs that is attempting to go younger to give minutes to young guys um you have a ton of wings already mm, you're probably not going to use your last roster spot on a on a 31 year old with with a history of knee problems so i think that was the writing was on the wall there kind of from the time they traded for him see i'm better at answering the questions <laughs> than asking them tom uh did you want to weigh in on the uh on the, the state of the roster heading into the season opener on Wednesday night? 
I'm just uh, enjoying the show here. I've got a cup of coffee and just uh, taking it all in. It's been pretty entertaining so far. It, it, uh, it has been. I don't know whether um, I need to hire Doc Rivers to separate these two or Ted Lasso. <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping I can get Ted Lasso. I think he's, he's a little bit more positive. Since this is a Spurs podcast, um, the the news of the the news of the week in the NBA is the as we've alluded to several times the Ben Simmons drama in Philadelphia, and um, it does call to mind. It, it evokes, if you will, a memory of three summers ago, three falls ago, when um, your local cagers made an offseason trade uh, of an unhappy star. And uh, there were there there were there were those who who suggested that maybe they cut bait too early that maybe they should have just forced the guy under contract to show for training camp. What's the worst that could happen? Are you talking about the worst that could happen? Are you talking about the guy they traded to Toronto? Yeah, that guy. Nando DiColo is that where we are? I believe that's the name of the fellow. Okay, but uh, but yeah. I, I, I believe there was a question at that point. What's the worst that can happen if you if you make a guy under contract show up to training camp and uh, and just make him play if he need, if he doesn't want to. What could go wrong? We're we're sort of seeing that, and I think we brought this up last year or whenever it was with James Harden in Houston. Like it just never ends well, and uh, not to rehash the same arguments or the same discussions we've had in this podcast over and over and over again. But uh, but once it gets to this point where a guy doesn't want to play for a team anymore, there's just no there's just no great solutions. And no. Doc, Doc Rivers and Daryl Moy are learning that now. Are learning what Pop and R.C. Buford and Brian Wright and, and, and the whole contingent learned back in 2018 with, with Kawhi Leonard. It's just there, there, there's just no way out. And uh, the Sixers are not going to get value for Ben Simmons in a trade that they would have gotten, you know, six months ago before the he passed up the dunk uh, in the in that playoff series. It's just sometimes teams are just in a bad spot. And uh, I don't know if anybody wants to add anything to that. Well, I just, I think just to piggyback on what you said, like when you have a guy like that, that just clearly doesn't want to be there and you force him to come to camp, it just ends up making everyone else miserable and everything, yeah. everything else harder. Um, and when you have a guy like that, as, as, as me and Ringo have learned, when you have a guy like that you, you know, around, you just, you just hate coming to work. <laughs> it's true. When, I, when you I, have I, a guy that's making everybody else miserable, you just hate coming to work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Watching, um, we're taping this on Tuesday afternoon and we just saw the video of Joel Embiid yeah, kind of talking see? about how he, does, he doesn't want to be a babysitter anymore. That kind of thing. I, I was just kind of thinking about how, um, you know, who, th- that team, the Spurs team in 20, heading into the 2018, 2019 season when they traded, um, Kawhi still had Manu on it, right? Or yeah, had he just, or yeah, had he just, yeah, that still had oh, Manu. Manu came the closest to, uh, yeah, yeah, going that route. Though he did it much more <laughs> diplomatically. And yeah, Manu wouldn't have used the word babysitting, but I would have enjoyed watching the Manu uh, post practice interview after Kawhi refused. Not that Kawhi ever would have. I'm just saying that if, if it would have unfolded that way. If, uh, if, there, if, there would have been Manu, some if, interesting stuff. If Manu allowed himself to actually say what he was say, thinking then? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been fun. 
Well, yeah. re- reportedly they did it all behind closed doors. I think, although Danny yeah. Green, of course, disputed yeah, yeah. that. But uh, right. yeah, right. That was uh, that was the, the season before that uh, uh, when to- Tony and Manu are both still around, I believe. Right. That's so, right. Yeah. I, I guess since this is a Spurs, since this is a Spurs Cups podcast, and we can go there, and um, you know. The Spurs have been linked to interest in Ben Simmons. What do we think about that? Is that something they should continue to pursue, or we just feel like he's he's uh, like a third rail at this point that we're not going to touch? I think they're going like like any responsible front office, they're going to look and there. And there's a price point on him where it becomes kind of stupid not to look at it. But I'm not sure that the Sixers are anywhere near that price point yet. I mean, yeah. I, from everything I've heard. Uh, everything that's been reported. I mean, that Maury is still asking for a lot. Um, if you have to pay, if you have to beat everybody's offer, like I'm not sure that this person want to be that team. Right. But if it comes down to, I mean, again, we've talked in the newspaper on this podcast for years and years about a franchise in the city where the Spurs are in the market where the Spurs are with, kind of the whole circumstances the Spurs have, like the way you become a championship contender again, isn't to go out and outbid everybody on a marquee free agent. It's to, to buy low and get lucky. It's to uncover sort of hidden jewels in the draft. And um, I mean, it's kind of the reverse of what, um, of, of the role they played in the, in the Kawhi deal with Toronto. That's right. how Toronto got its championship is buying low on a guy nobody else wanted. And I don't think that Ben Simmons is ever going to be what Kawhi Leonard was and is, but he's an, he's, he's a guy with the number one overall pick pedigree. Um, and those guys don't grow on trees. So, and th- th- there are huge, huge holes in his game. Um, if, if the Spurs would ever, pursue Ben Simmons or acquire Ben Simmons, it wouldn't be to be their point guard. It would be um, maybe to play something like the role that Draymond Green plays in right. Golden State, something like that. Although I'm not sure if Ben has that in. And you talk about um, the the wonders that Chip England has done for people's jump shots in San Antonio over the years. Uh, the catch there is he's had a lot of willing pupils. And the question is, Right. Uh, is Ben Simmons a willing pupil? We don't know that. So that, that's a long, long rambling answer to your question. It was a very good question. Uh, Thank you. Jeff, Jeff as I a host. It. I, I, I really, getting better as this goes along. I really thought that was, that was smart, uh, what, you, what, what you asked there. But, but to answer your question, I, you don't rule it out completely because I think there is a point when be doing themselves a disservice not to, not to look into it. But I don't think they're going to win this bidding if it becomes bidding. And you start um, thinking about Simmons or guys like Aiden. This is why you keep your books as clean as you can. So it's, it's easy. It's easier to right. Like, right. entice that next disgruntled star possibly. Right. Exactly. As, as a small market team, would you rather have the clear cap space or Ben Simmons? The 36.5 going into the next season, or would you rather be able to trade for Ben Simmons? I mean, if, if you like, it depends on what you're giving up. Like you're not going to, you're not going to be able to just um, slide Ben Simmons into that cap space. You're going to have to give up young players and the DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Derek yeah. White mold plus Kelton Johnson mold plus some draft picks. They I mean, boarded not, those number one draft picks too, though. So those are, those are good chips to have. So um, it's, it's not a question of cap space for Ben Simmons. It's, right. 
but it like if you could go out and sign Ben Simmons for that cap space right now and not have to give anything, give anything up, let's first do that in a heartbeat. Of course, because of the talent. Um, of course you do that. But the Sixers aren't going to allow that to happen. And it just seems like the longer these two ridiculous NBA soap operas of the preseason unfold, that it's just we're heading to a Kyrie for a Ben trade. Like, yeah, it's just, exactly. It just seems like. Exactly. It's uh, Occam's razor. I mean, it's, it's just the most obvious solution here. <laughs> it, um, it sure seems like something they should go toward. Although I don't know what Philadelphia's COVID restrictions are in, the, in that city. They could trade isn't. for them and Philadelphia could enact some and then Kyrie would be shut out again. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I, that Maybe that's too obvious of a solution, but that seems like where we're headed. And uh, the other one is, is, uh, and what Daryl's trying to do is wait out Damian Lillard um, yeah, to get fed up and exactly. ask for a trade, but I don't see that happening either. So we will see. This this is well, not well, the NBA Insider out. Podcast. Yeah. This is the Spurs. All right, let's talk about the, let's talk about the season opener. Maybe me and Ringo can talk about the season opener tomorrow against the Magic. What are we What are we looking for out of that one, Ringo? Oh, like I said, Spurs will. Yeah, they'll win that game. And, wow. Uh, they, you heard they, it here first. They, they will win that game. They'll win it in impressive fashion. This is like, you're like Jimmy Johnson over here. <laughs> and uh, move on to Denver. Well, they'll probably lose in Milwaukee. And then they got the Lakers, Dallas, Milwaukee. Yikes. Yikes. They better take that season opening win if they can get it because yeah. six of the next seven are against playoff teams. And two of those six are against the team that won the freaking title last year. So yeah. there's not a lot of, I mean, when you're, when you're a projected for a 30 win team, there's not a lot of easy wins on the on the, on the schedule. You so don't you have another, yeah. You don't have another game where they'll, they'll be favored until November 5th at or, <laughs> Orlando. And, say, and they probably won't be favored there either, but I was going to say their first two wins of the season could be be against the magic. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, don't know, I think, I think they're going to play faster. They're going to play. Yeah. We've probably talked about this before. They're going to play faster. Use that youth. I kind of was interested in what Jakob Bertel was saying a couple of practices ago about how defensively they're trying to be more disruptive, which sounds sounds like an obvious goal. But also he's saying, we, you know, Pop's telling us he doesn't care if we're actually, you know, 100 percent sound all that time, all the time on defense. He wants us to gamble, maybe get out of position to chase a ball, to chase a steal and do things that way. You know, I think they're tr- really trying to use defensive pressure and force turnovers to, to generate the, the running game, the transition, the offense, because I think when you don't have a DeMar DeRozan or even a Rudy Gay, or, you know, they haven't had Marcus Aldridge in a while, one of those guys that can bail out a bad half court position by hitting a tough shot at the, at the shot clock. When you don't have those guys, you, you can't get stuck in a half court game very often. So I think they're really stressing using that, that, defense to try to get out and run and not let the defense get set and get easy baskets that way with their, with their young guns. So whether, whether, how, how well that will work, I don't know. I think it'll work against some teams. I think some teams are just going to be outmatched, like out talented and it's just not going to, not going to matter, but it'll be interesting, fun to watch. I think throughout the season, even though I read uh, USA today, uh, ranked the Spurs dead last in watchability, which (laughs) see, I don't know that, that, I don't know if they'll be dead last in watchability. No. It's easy to say, like, sometimes, um, sometimes that makes me chuckle. Uh, the, the, when, when the national, uh, 
verdicts come in like that. No, the disrespect, the disrespect, like who's, who's, who's worse. Like it's easy, it's easy to get offended by stuff like that, but like be specific. Who is, who is less watchable? Like I, I, I sort of get where they're coming from. The average NBA mean, fan doesn't know these guys. They play at a slow play, pace. Like it's not to well, say that your team is bad and that your organization is worthless. Like if you're just a random Joe Blow NBA fan in um, North Dakota, you know, you're, you have no allegiances. Like it makes a lot of sense that the Spurs are probably like in the bottom two or three in terms of watchability. Cause you don't so. know who they I just, are. <laughs> I just think what I've been, what I've been telling people is they'll be really fun to watch on the way to losing about 50 games. Like I, I, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be an entertaining product. I don't know if they'll win a lot of games. Um, maybe they can get to the the 30 something they won last year, but. Um, okay. Let's take, I don't think um, it'll be boring. Let's take objectivity or uh, subjectivity out of it. Um, you, we can all agree that the Spurs don't play at a faster pace this year. Where would you say realistically that at the end of the year, this team out of 30 teams will rank in pace? Oh, uh, probably middle of the pack. If at that, like the top, top level, they, they, like could, Im- ceiling. they, they could improve a lot and still finish like 25th. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> where, where were they ranked last year? 29th. Uh, I haven't looked it up in a while, but somewhere in that area. Yeah. yeah. Either, uh, either last or second last, second yeah, last in pace. Like, Somewhere in the teens, high teens. I'm just saying, I know that a big part of this, the identity of, of the Spurs fan is to take offense at disrespects, disrespect nationally, which, you know, when Tim and Tony and Manu were here, that, that made some sense, you know, have them overlooked for all time greatness. By the way, I think all through how many, how many Spurs, this is too many topics at once, but there's going to be a lot of Spurs in the, in the greatest 75 of all time that the NBA releases this week. The Spurs will be well, well represented there. But it's another, it's another thing when the Spurs have, aren't making the playoffs and they're not playing, they haven't shown yet that they can play the modern version of NBA pace, fast-paced basketball yet. Like, it's not outrageous to say that they are not one of the more uh, watchable teams in the league, is all I'm saying. Well, I think they'll maybe, be fun to watch. So yeah. Maybe, maybe they're on How compelling they are could be dictated by how much we see Josh Primo. That could be true. Um, those watchability lists comes out and the big thing to look at is they only look at superstars. It's a superstar league and it's really just like ranking who has the most superstars on the team. And that's who's going to be interesting. The Spurs don't have any yet. That's just, that's just the way it is. They got Jakob Pertl. Like he's worth the price of admission. He's, he's, he's worth your league pass right there. How many watch him set the hard screens and like clear the boards and uh, direct traffic on defense. Like that's, that's uh, eminently watchable. How many players who primarily who 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 played more games for the Spurs than they've played for any other team in their career? In other words, we're not counting Dennis Rodman here. Players like that, Dominique. Um, how many of those Spurs players do you think will be on the greatest 75 players in NBA history that is going to be released by the league this week? Uh, part of it probably released before the release of this podcast. I think you're going to get the, uh, this is just guessing. I think you probably get, uh, am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm numb at second guessing myself. You might get the big three, David and ice. Yep. Between three and get five. All five of them? Between three and five. I think, I, I think you get all five. Also yeah. is Kawhi getting on that list and are you counting him? Well, yes, Kawhi is on the list, but then they, but you're not uh, counting him. That, yeah, that's six. 
And then you, I think Robin's on the list. Um, uh, there's probably others that have played with just a, uh, had a cup of coffee with the Spurs. Dominique. There. Dominique. Yeah. yeah. I would not be surprised if Tony or Manu were left off and then we got big disrespectful Twitter yeah, meltdown. I, be, I think they're going to be close. I think they're in that. I wouldn't be interested in that either. A lot, of, uh, a lot of respected um, uh, NBA uh, journalist types have released theirs. Uh, in the in the weeks and days leading up to this, and I've seen I've seen those guys on pretty much all of them. I think well, I, would, I, would, I would be surprised. I think Tony might be um, might be the lowest, maybe. But I mean, he's a he's a Finals MVP. Yeah, yeah. It drives home a point again that <laughs> what an incredible story this franchise is to I'm have. Saying. To have these guys, these all-timers, and then, Jeff, you pointed out in your story, uh, your advance for uh, the game, that this is the first time in history they've gone into a season without an all-star. or, or amazing. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Uh, I mean, it is pretty amazing. And I know fans, it's what have you done for us lately, but... You know, it's it's another time where you you can sit back and reflect and say, "Geez, what a what an incredible thing." I'm I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not I don't want to play host again, but this sounds like a very uh, positive way to end this podcast. <laughs> I was you read my mind. <laughs> it sounds like where our normal host uh, would kind of uh, slap on his his uh, his acting chops and pretend to be a happy person <laughs> and, 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 dear listeners, and dear listeners remember you can find gratitude in so many different ways in so many different corners i'll let keep mike going. pick it up from there keep going <laughs> I, keep going. Have, I am not the wordsmith you are mike by any means so <laughs> he does Jeff, consider himself i want to hear Jeff do it. <laughs> i'm not doing that I, I know better than that I, like i know my limits Let's, I, I don't i don't i don't have the bs gene that you do I know I'm a, I know I'm a dark cloud. Sometimes self um, understanding. Self that's, that's a positive. And it's, if you, if you understand that you're a dark cloud, that will enable you to, to be more uh, content yes. and enlightened in your life. If, if you just understand your own limitations, self acceptance. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, the polarizing Jeff McDonald understands his limitations and that he cannot be someone who is ever pleasant. And that makes him, uh, that makes, that makes it that much easier to navigate through this, this world, which can often be a quite scary, frightening place. Tom, uh, Ringo Starr Orsborne, one of the, uh, one of the more chipper, just just happy people that I know, he he understood that he didn't want to finish the ending here because it made him uncomfortable. And sometimes recognizing when you're uncomfortable and acknowledging that can be an important way to just keep your sanity in life. And, don't, and, don't and the local it, cagers it. and the local cagers probably are the least watchable team in the league going into this season that based on what they've accomplished so far, but they recognize that and they're not going to complain. They're not going to throw a fit about disrespect from the national media. Who cares what the national media says? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it shouldn't, doesn't affect their own value. It doesn't affect what they mean to each other, to their families, to the people who pay to watch them play. Heck, they're lucky to be around. They're lucky to be living. They're lucky to keep going and they're lucky to be keeping it real and to be taking care of each other. And the rest of you should too. 
We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>